The Bible Study Podcast, episode 687. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 42. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We enter the last act here in the story of Genesis, but it's going to take a few chapters to finish this story. Basically, we left last chapter. Things were finally going well for Joseph. He is no longer in prison. Not only is he no longer in prison and no longer a slave, he is second in command in Egypt. And he has adopted this new life. He has two sons. He has a wife who is an Egyptian, and he has taken an Egyptian name, or he was given one by Pharaoh. And it appears that as far as he knows, that old life is done. And I say that because you may remember that one of his sons, his first son, he named Manasseh. And Manasseh means to forget. And it said, it is because God has made me forget all my troubles and all my father's household. And so as far as Joseph is concerned, that story is behind him and he's going to live out his life as an Egyptian, so far as we know. Well, God has other things in mind, and that's we start to see that in Genesis 42. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt, but Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was a famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered, your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, Your servants were twelve brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. 
On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, while the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me, so that your words may be verified, and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. See how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey And he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank, and they turned to each other, trembling, and said, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, The man who is lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men, we are not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. Then the man who is lord over the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take food for your starving households, and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, so I will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you, and you can trade in the land. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may put both my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care, and I will bring him back. But Jacob said, My son will not go there with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. So... (laughs) We have some deceit going on here. Much to Joseph's surprise, he goes to work one day, and work is accepting people who have come to buy grain and selling them grain and dealing with them and trading with them, and in walk his brothers. All of his brothers except for his full brother, Benjamin, whose mother was the beloved wife, right? And and so... He was not sent. He was the youngest, and he was left at home. And they come in, and Joseph does not show them that he understands them. He doesn't show them who he is. He doesn't disclose who he is. It has been 20 years since they saw him last. He was 17 years old when they sold him into slavery. 
we're past the seven good years and into the bad years. We don't know how far we're into that, but he was 30 at the beginning, and then we had seven good years, so he was 37 plus at this point. And he has lived in Egypt. He is dressed like an Egyptian. He is His hair is Egyptian. They don't recognize him, and he's not speaking the language that they know. Because I'm sure that there's lots of people who are coming in from lots of different places. That's what we learned last time is that this famine was widespread and that Egypt was the only place that had grain because God had sent Joseph. God had sent Pharaoh the dream. Joseph's able to interpret it. Joseph comes up with a plan. And so because of Joseph, because of that dream, they have grain. So people are coming from far and wide. And as somebody walks in from this place, they probably get another interpreter. And so these Canaanites walk in, they get an interpreter. He interprets for them, even though Joseph speaks this language. So they don't know who they're talking to. And it appears that he wants to test them. We It doesn't give reason for Joseph doing what Joseph is doing, but Joseph is doing a couple of things. He's doing a couple of harsh things. He's accusing them of being spies. He is requiring them to bring Benjamin, his full brother, to prove their story. He is tying up Simeon, and he's going to keep Simeon in prison is what he tells them until they come back. But then also he's sending with them the grain that they need so that the people won't die, and he's also giving them back their silver. But that causes great consternation because they don't know why they have their silver back. And they're thinking that if they have to go back, they have to bring Benjamin, they have to explain how they still have their silver because they're thinking something went wrong or that God is doing something. And we also finally learn, now 20 years later, they're still infighting amongst them about what happened to Joseph. Reuben is still mad at them for doing what they did. And they still feel the guilt that all of this is happening to them, being accused of being spies because of what they did to Joseph. Well, how right they are. (laughs) They don't realize that this isn't just God punishing them for what they did. This is Joseph punishing them for what they did to him. I was looking if there was some reason why Simeon, of all the brothers, is the one that he uh, leaves in prison, and I didn't come up with any reason for that. There's no particular mention of Simeon in that story of Joseph being sold into slavery, and so I'm not really sure why that is. But we end this chapter with Simeon in prison And Jacob's saying, yeah, he's going to have to stay there because I'm not sending Benjamin. I'm not losing this other son of my beloved wife, which, you know, yet again, reminding them that they're all a little lower than Joseph and Benjamin. What great fatherly techniques that is. But he's saying, Joseph is gone. As far as he's concerned right now, Simeon is gone, and he's not going to risk Benjamin. And so right now, Simeon is going to have to stay in prison for a while, as Joseph spent at least two years in prison, because Jacob is not going to relent. Well, not going to relent in this chapter. For how it continues, you'll have to come back. This is going to take about four or five chapters to tell this particular part of the story.
In terms of what should we pull out from this story, it, we're kind of in the middle of the story still. So we're going to get to a real obvious lesson later on, about two chapters from now. But right now, it's a little hard to tell what to pull out of this because it's a little confusing what's Joseph doing. But the interesting thing is what Joseph thought was happening in his life, that he was done with his family, isn't what's happening. And so he was in charge of Egypt, but not in charge of everything. There are other things that are going on in his life that he doesn't have control over even in the high position that he's in. And one of them is that he's now dealing with the family drama all over again. And I'm reminded of that as I'm recording this for Thanksgiving, and some of you may be dealing with family drama also, but I'm pretty sure that none of you were sold into slavery by your siblings. So just put that in perspective with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.